Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Okay, welcome in, Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's cold, and it's going to get a lot colder. Just get ready. Whatever you need to do for your vehicle, your pipes, whatever, get ready. It's coming. Uh, it's coming in first of next week, I think. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I, I was in Kalioka at 9.30 last night, and it was snowing. It, it you know, obviously wasn't sticking to the roads or anything, but... Um, that, that little snow shower. There you go. Clayton Harris, dude number two. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning. Get the sled, bobsleds out, Del. Go down the hill. Get the grandkids together because it's coming. Well, I'm seven degrees. I better get the ice skates out. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I, you know, I, I put the stuff in my both my vehicles yesterday that uh, you know, takes the water out of the gas because I have had gas lines freeze up in water like in weather like that mm-hmm. and when that happens there's absolutely nothing you can do that vehicle is parked until the until the weather thaws it's just uh, and uh, so I got that done I think my house is in pretty good shape I think my pipes are pretty well shielded or where I can keep them warm and dripping, that kind of thing. Mr. Yorker, I'm trying to figure out, maybe you know, what happened in the Tennessee legislature yesterday. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything. Well, apparently there was a some kind of brouhaha, and I've been looking all over the Internet trying to get details. If anybody has any, let us know, 931-626-3131. Yep. Uh, Who's involved in it? Well, you know, the the Tennessee Three, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. uh, Somebody had a bullhorn. I think it was Justin Pearson, perhaps in the House gallery. And uh, he had followers, and they were doing chants and this kind of thing. And uh, I I heard a, a very brief report with no details that they actually did another expulsion motion against maybe Justin, one of the Justins or both of the Justins and Gloria. I think it was Justin Pearson with the bullhorn, uh, which failed, thankfully. And uh, so there they go again. The Apparently, Speaker Sexton has limited each member of the House to one ticket to the gallery to give to whomever they want to give. And, and, and even his own colleagues in the Republican Party had no clue about this move that he made before the session started yesterday to, to make, I think it was a lady from Brentwood who uh, was basically told, you're going to have to contact your rep to get a ticket to come back up here. I, I'm telling you, Del, I'm not a Cameron Sexton fan at all. I think he's a moron. I mean, you look at the Tennessee Three, we wouldn't even be talking about them if he would have just not have had that vote and ignored them, put them in the corner, put them in timeout. He made them famous. And we all said he was going to make him famous. That, that's the thing about it. He didn't have the foresight to see, you know what, if I do this, it's just going to empower them even more. 
He he, he he couldn't figure it out. I think he's a terrible speaker. He has the, the ambition of wanting to run for governor one day, and I don't think he stands a chance personally. Well, Sexton's got the attitude of do what I say, do I else. Yeah, he really does. And that's not that's not that's not political savvy. You you might want people to do things, but you've got to persuade them and use different methods other than doing what he says because he said it. Yes. You know, in that's, large part, I agree with you, Mr. York. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? And I know I heard rumblings of this before this session started uh, that leadership was going to try to tamp down the Tennessee three to silence them, to, you know, and uh, stupid. That, that's just, you know, what they want is attention. And if you give them attention, they're getting exactly what they want. The way to – they just need to be ignored. Now, if one of them gets up in the House gallery with a bullhorn, have the state troopers take that person and the bullhorn out and set them out on the sidewalk. You know, but then that's that's the end of it. Yeah, uh, that, that would be more appropriate rather than trying to expel them and go through gyrations. You know, they have a following, and they – people want them to be heard because Sexton won't allow the gallery to appropriately be uh, dealt with. But Sexton has bad, bad political skills, and he needs to be removed as speaker. Confront, I don't know. I'm not going to go that far, Mr. York. Well, but con- you, you, know, you know why he's what, doing this, too. Though? Yeah. He's doing this because of what's coming down the pike. Look, we got this voucher thing happening. He doesn't want a bunch of school teachers up there in the gallery. That that's what he's afraid of. I mean, and then I mean, but again, he's acting like a little dictator. He didn't even tell his own party he was going to do this. I just think it's ridiculous. It's the people's well, house. It, it certainly is the people's house, and they have a right to be there. And if they get out of order, yes, you can remove them. Correct. Um, you uh, from from the gallery, but you can't stop people from being there, and you can't dictate what. Who should be there? No, and, you know, now I don't, you know, sometimes it's hard to get gallery uh, seats. And, you know, I wouldn't have any problem with, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, a, a, a proportionate type of uh, gallery admission thing where Republicans get a proportion of the seats that are proportionate to their representation and Democrats get a number, whatever Demo- that would be, Democrats or what. Uh, 20% of the legislature now, so Democrats get 20% of the seats, Republicans get 80% of the seats uh, in the gallery. Uh, that, that uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, but, you know, if somebody, and again, I keep looking on the Internet, and I hope somebody can find more details. My understanding is Justin Pearson had a bullhorn in the gallery. Now, if, if Justin Pearson or anybody else has a bullhorn in the gallery, you know, get the let the state troopers set him out, set the bullhorn and the Justin out on the sidewalk, and then tomorrow they can come back in. The Justin can come back in without the bullhorn, uh, and that's easy enough. But I do think that uh, Speaker Sexton and our Republican leadership have got the hair up on the back of their necks. They, uh, you know, want to tamp down, suppress the the two Justins and Gloria. And that's just exactly what the two Justins and Gloria want. They want that attention. Well, you 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 fart in democracy when you do that, Delk. I mean, the Republicans in the majority. And if you got three people that oppose you, that's three people that oppose you. If they've got a following and they 
They have normally picked things that there is a following for, like gun legislation. Uh, that's part of what Sexton has to deal with, and he needs to deal with it appropriately. If he can't deal with it appropriately, we need another speaker in the House. Well, I said I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far, but yes, I mean the minority has they they have to come in order. You know, I mean they have to speak, give them an allotted amount of time to speak, just like any other member of the legislature. They uh, are given a allotted amount of time to speak in the committee hearings, just like any other member of the legislature. And as long as they come and follow regular order, they they should not be. I mean, their the order that they should follow is the same as a Republican member should. Follow. They each get yeah. whatever five minutes to speak. You know, whatever. And the Sexton had a habit of not even recognizing them, and they're holding their hand up to be recognized for forty-five minutes on hour, and uh, not even recognizing them. If he doesn't have the stomach to listen for five minutes to somebody that opposes his view, he's sad. He's sick. I'm not clear on the facts on that at all. Um, I, I I know that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know there whether these Democratic members, the two justices and Gloria, were asking to speak for more than their allotted time, or just asking to speak for their allotted time. Uh, and and there's a big difference there. That they don't, they shouldn't get more than their allotted time. But they should, whatever it is, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. They should get their five minutes, you know, to speak. Yeah, but Del, what I'm saying, they weren't even recognized, and Sexton would pick other members in the legislature to hear their three minutes, and they weren't even recognized before the, the three got expelled. I'm not clear on that at all, uh, Mr. York. I, in, I, I don't know. Where are we at, Clayton? we got a special guest coming in the door here, Mayor Jim Hageman, who is mayor of Spring Hill. Mayor, come on and have a seat. Clayton, why don't we go to an early break? We'll get Mayor Hageman set up. It sounds great. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. This is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Has your back been bothering you for years? Can't play golf? Pick up the grandkids? Garden or exercise? Tried everything and nothing works? Call the Dr. Gill Center. We have successfully helped tens of thousands of patients in Middle Tennessee, and you could be next. Call 615-880-9774 and ask about our $49 special. That's 615-880-9774. Because back pain doesn't need to be a way of life. Call me, painfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Three dudes for the view, Wednesday edition, cold Wednesday edition, and it's going to get colder. Just get ready, literally get ready. Whatever you need to do, get ready for the cold because it's coming. Uh, this next Wednesday, I think we're going to looking down at single digits, are we, Clay? Something like that? Yes, sir. I think maybe down to five, five degrees or maybe even a little lower. Ooh, that's cold. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning. Let me make a quick announcement. Democratic Party meeting in Spring Hill at the UAW Hall at 6.30 p.m., the monthly meeting, 6.30 p.m. in Spring Hill at the UAW Hall, second floor this afternoon. That is today, 6.30 p.m. at the Union Hall, Spring Hill, Democratic Party meeting, Murray County Democratic Party meeting. Right, right. Okay, there we go. All right, we want to welcome in a a special guest we've never had before, uh, Mayor Jim Hageman, Mayor of Spring Hill. Welcome, Mayor. Thank you. Good morning. Am I dude number four? You're a, you're a special guest dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a SGD, special guest dude. There we go. There we go. Uh, and we're delighted to have you. And, and I understand uh, you've got something special going on there in Spring Hill. Of course, Spring Hill is what one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing cities in the state. Yeah, we, we have been labeled the fast one of the fastest, if not the fastest in several years, as one of the as fastest growing in the state. It is certainly my objective and drive to make it not just the fastest, but the most responsible growing city in right. the state. That's the undertaking that, since I've been in office, that we are, we are achieving. I, that, that is, um, you know, that's a countywide... Uh, I think the number one thing, for, you know, locally, politically on people's minds these days is how to responsibly uh, <coughs> handle this growth. Yes, sir. And uh, it's that's not an easy nut to crack at all. But that's that's uh, I think that's where most people are. And certainly in our uh, elections last fall, that was the number one issue. City, yes. city and county. Uh, seats, commission seats, council seats. Uh, the number one issue, I think, all across Murray County is how do we responsibly handle growth? Um, y'all got something coming up up there in Spring Hill. You're going to do a special census. Tell us what that's, that's about. Well, the special census is, I consider this part of actually a facet on the diamond of responsible growth. This is part of it, and it's it's not coming up. Actually, we are doing it right now. Okay. It has started, and um, it will go until around March 1st. 
So, and basically what it is, is we, the census comes out every decade. So 2010, 2020, the next one will be 2030. And when that's the federal census every yes, 10 years, last one was done in 2020. Yes. And so in 2020, when Spring Hills, uh, federal census went in, our numbers were at about 50, just north of 50,000 people. Since 2020, we estimate in Spring Hill that we have at least 60,000 people living right there. And so we are conducting a special census because, very importantly, it um, every living person that lives in a within the municipality of Spring Hill, uh, they the state of Tennessee gives that person, regardless of how old they are, if they're one minute old or if they're 110 years old, anywhere in between, that person gets a little bit of money from the state just by living in that municipality. And so 10,000 extra people plus uh, would uh, attribute to, we estimate around $2 million more million per year. And so it's 2024. We just rolled into 2024. So that's about $12 million that is on the table for us to take just by at, just by uh, getting a certified census. And so that's what's going on right now. There you go. And, of course, that money would go to the city of Spring Hill. It would just come. It was just allocated for the city of Spring Hill by the state, and we have a lot of things to spend that on. There we go. Yes. Uh, now, most cities, I think, who aren't experiencing such rapid growth, uh, they are content to rely on the decennial census, the one that's done every 10 years, because they're not just they're not growing that fast. It's it's not worthwhile to do another census. But Spring Hill is growing rapidly. And so that makes another census worthwhile. But now explain how this procedure works, because this is our decennial census is done every 10 years are done by the federal government. Yes. Uh, this this census is being done under a statutory uh, authority from the state of Tennessee, whereby if a city is experiencing rapid growth like Spring Hill is, then the city itself can undertake a census, which the state will recognize. How does that work? So, first of all, there there needs to be there needs to be a need which we have in, in Spring Hill. We are not uh, setting the um, we're not setting this up. There are other cities that have done it and are currently doing it, are planning to do it as well, because Spring Hill, like other cities around all of Middle Tennessee, is growing uh, substantially, and it, the projections are for it to continue to grow. People moving in from all over want to come to Middle Tennessee because it's great and the city of Spring Hill is fantastic. But, um, yeah, so we the, the projections as well as the estimated people that we have, we identify a need to have that. And we have to crunch the numbers to make sure it'll make sense because to conduct a census, it does cost money. So we have to have a great ROI, return on investment. And so once the, there's a time period, we apply to the state and there's a time period which ends February 29th this year because it is leap year. But once that period ends, then we uh, put all the numbers together and we send that to the state for certification. Once it's certified, that's when we um, start being able to reap the rewards of our special census that's undertook, that we have undertaken. And uh, basically, it's incredibly simple. There are different ways to do it, but the best way to do it is uh, for a citizen is to simply just log on our web page and right at the bar, the top of the bar, there's a, a link you click on and it just identifies, um, I just ask you a question, who is living in this house? Again, regardless of age, and you fill in the first and last name 
and then you click send, and it's as simple as that, literally two minutes. And it's very important that when you do it, if you have somebody who's in your, who lives at your house, but they're away at college, or they're away in the military, they're stationed somewhere, they're still home of record is in your house. Those people count towards the Spring Hill Census. So regardless if they're living in a college dorm or they're living in another country serving their uh, serving the country of the United States of America, please add that person's first and last name as well because all of that, again, the more people that we have that are accounted for that actually live in Spring Hill or have a home record here, that's the more money that we get to um, do things that the city, that we, uh, the community of Spring Hill, the city of Spring Hill can defray costs of, which is, means that it's less taxpayers' dollars and this is a part of responsible growth. It's fantastic. There you go. And one more time, though, maybe two more times. If you want to be counted, uh, and you want your household counted. Yes. And you want to do it quick and easy, go to the website. takes about two minutes to yes. list the people who live in your household. Hit send, and you're done. So that, where's what's the website? The website is uh, springhilltn.org. Springhilltn. TN is for Tennessee. Um, and it's just one word, springhilltn.org. And I, I encourage, I strongly ask as the mayor and, uh, and a representative of the city, um, I strongly ask that everybody goes and takes the census. You can also do it online. You can do, I mean, you can do it through snail, snail mail. And we have done several things to make sure that all of our citizens know that this is a session, the special census to make sure that it is getting, the word is getting out and we're doing all kinds. This is one of the ways here being on your radio and thank you guys for having me. Oh, absolutely. Kind of doing the media thing and asking, um, as you invited me, this is one of the ways we're getting. So those listeners who live in the city limits of Spring Hill, please, if you have not done that, please do that. And I want to say this, this is because this is really important. You know, a person who, when the government asks you to do something, there's a lot of people that are skeptical as a result of that, and rightly so, because the government has done some things that aren't necessarily ethical or above board. Well, yeah, but in, okay. But as, with regards, Stick around. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but with regards to the special census, it is simply just to, uh, just by you living in Spring Hill, it just simply brings in more dollars from the state of Tennessee that we can do things like fix roads or uh, water infrastructure, whether it's sewer, whether it's water delivery system, and we can spend the money on a litany of things. But it's just basically money that is uh, that is incredibly on the t- it's on the table. It's incredibly easy to do just by counting how many heads are in your household. Again, regardless of age, one day old to 110 years old and everywhere in between. There you go. Now, uh, the decennial, the 10-year census done by the federal government. Yes, sir. Now, if you don't respond, they eventually send somebody around to your doorstep to uh, talk to you about who lives in the household. Is that going to happen here with with the special census? So this is a very important, you know, this is very important to the taxpayers of Spring Hill. So please take it seriously. Um, We do have a, a plan in place that if you, for whatever reason, didn't get the 411 or the memo to take your census, we can track that and we will send people to, you know, bring a card uh, or a computer to for you to do that. But um, that will take time if you don't do that. So the less people that don't get the 411 or that you're choosing not to do it for whatever reason, that we will come to see you just so that we can count you. Because again, the only bottom line for this is just to make sure that we get we count you so that we can get more funding for projects that are in the future. 
All right. But so to avoid somebody knocking on your door, though, go to springhilltn.org and take two minutes to fill out the census, and it won't be necessary for anybody to come knocking on your door. Correct. Yeah. There we go. Mayor Hagman, uh, now that we've got you, what else is going on in Spring Hill? Give us an update from the north end of the county. <laughs> north end of Murray County. And, of course, you know, Spring Hill is split up into two different counties, and we have Williamson there as well. Yeah, we, what, what, approximately how much of Spring Hill is in Williamson and how much is in Murray? So it's it's pretty much split. There's a little bit more in Williamson County right now than uh, uh, Murray, but it's um, – I, I, I haven't seen the exact – breakdown of percentages but i would based on the different meetings and things i go to it's probably about 55 45 williamson wilco um but the building that's occurring in uh murray county will equalize that more um but yeah so there are there's there is building going on there is uh things that are planned um we are uh, for example, we have the United States Tennis Association has vested invested in Spring Hill. We're going to build a tennis facility, state-of-the-art tennis facility that it will be managed by the United States Tennis Association. And around that, it's called a mixed-use development. And so with that, there is um, housing and retail. Uh, that'll be a big deal. That's on the books coming. We also have... On the north end of Spring Hill, we have this development called June Lake. Fantastic development. It has all of the above as well. Uh, there's a couple other little pockets of places that have uh, mixed use as well, which will include, again, retail and um, uh, residential. And so building is going on. But, um, again, uh, for my team and I, it's incredibly important that as this building continues to occur, we will do it responsibly. There you go. Mr. York, you got any questions about the census or what's going on yeah. in Spring Hill? You know, let Wait, me hang on, sir. So which dude are you again? Are you dude one or three? He's dude number one. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir, dude one. That's, I think it's probably a, a seniority thing. Mr. York's got, <laughs> some, he's got some years I'm on younger than, I'm younger than you are, Dale. Well, <laughs> at heart, probably. But, but Mayor, uh, welcome to the program. Pretty Thank you, sir. Review. I, I have a question that's been burned. I've been in this area. I transferred from Louisiana up here about 37 years ago and worked with telephone company, saw the initial development in Spring Hill start blooming. And the question that burns in my mind, all mayors say, oh, it's a great place to live. It's a good community. But what is it about Spring Hill that businesses tend to want to come settle? Is it the median income? It's the attitude of people? What is it? Because I've seen Spring Hill outgrow Columbia in terms of businesses, the type and diversity of businesses that you have. What is it about Spring Hill uh, that's so unique? So, yes, sir. Thank you, dude, one for that question. <laughs> I would say all of the above, and I would include, I don't know if there's one thing that I could specifically say, oh, this is the lure, this is that. But certainly we are a community of friendly people. It's, we're, I've, I've had the opportunity to live all over the planet uh, in my military career and things. And so one amazing thing about Spring Hill is that you walk down the street on a stroll, whatever, or you're bicycling, and people literally just take the time just to do a friendly gesture as you're passing by. Be riding with a convertible top down and the car next to you say, hey, hey, have a good day. So there's a genuine friendliness and quality of uh, a characteristic of people that are happy, happy with. And I think that happens because uh, uh, the, the community that they live in. And part of what drives that as well, in addition to the things you said, is Spring Hill has been rated uh, as one of the safest cities in Tennessee. And so when people are looking 
to live and raise their children and have livability, safety is a, a paramount place, a paramount uh, thing to have in your uh, quiver of arrows. And so um, to have a safe community, that's a big deal. And we are safe because of our our leadership in our police force, Chief Don Bright and his team. Um, you know, we take crime serious and we try to abate that and mitigate any uh, criminals or wannabe criminals to make sure that, you know, they they can't set up shop or do ill wills in to the residents or businesses in Spring Hill, but businesses as well as, you know, we are, we are very, I feel that we are very diverse in our businesses because we have diverse and not just, and when I say that word, a lot of times they think ethnicity, that's not, that is true, but in addition to that, diverse because of all, there's everything that you can get. There's things from a mom and pop sh stores to all the way to big box and every product that there is. So it's business friendly. We have an outstanding, we have three different chambers of commerce that help represent us, Marie Alliance, um, Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, as well as Wilco uh, Chamber of Commerce. And so that helps uh, being business friendly also. And so, yeah, so all of the above, and there's more. I, I don't know how much time I have, but... <laughs> we're, 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 we're What's that big project out on 396 that they're building? Is that warehouse, uh, a storeroom uh, going toward the interstate? What is that project? So, yeah, so there is, there's some industry going on out there, some warehousing, and, and then west and then further east of that closer to the interstate there's that's one of the mixed use pockets that we have and what's going to a corner store of that one is going to be Publix there'll, I'm sorry yeah there'll be a Publix in that so, so that's at okay. the intersection of Port Royal and Saturn or right, 396 right. yeah alright folks well, Mayor Jim Hageman has joined us and his message here to the people of Spring Hill is you know participate in the census it's important to the community it's important that the community get that money that will result from the more accurate count uh, for responsible growth, to fund responsible growth. So go to springhilltn.org. Yes, sir. takes two minutes to participate in the census, and uh, that way you can avoid somebody coming to knock on your door to uh, take the census. But it's, uh, it's a positive thing. It's a good thing for the city of Spring Hill. And if you're a resident there, it just makes sense to participate and help out. I, I, there is nothing that I believe that is nothing that is negative about counting heads uh, that that we have right now in this particular census. We're not going to we're not going to take this information at all to send you any kind of um, junk mail, and it, it is simply to every head that is counted is to get more uh, funding for projects in the future, and that's our only reason. So, sounds like you're going to commercial, and anyway. Thank you for having me, you guys. Dude one, dude two, and dude three. I'm remember. Keep I'm your the... <laughs> taxes low. Keep the taxes low. Well, that is certainly, you know, I, like I said, if we have Stand more time, I could, I could go on and on. The taxes are very low in Spring Hill, comparatively. Mayor Jim Hageman, come back anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you. We're here. Yeah. Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. 
Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family-owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas hiller plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 dollars visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 dollars gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today this is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling, we're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilejonathan10 at gmail.com. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. 
If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over-the-phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan. Call 855 UHC More. That's 855 UHC More. 855 UHC M O R E. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Senators, Congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls. For the time change all right we're back three dudes with a view wednesday edition my name is del kennedy i am dude number three dude number two clayton harris is not a bus driver well he's got a private bus <laughs> good morning clayton good morning del good morning everybody yeah where is that thing this <laughs> Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, good morning, Del. Well, Clayton keeps increasing the population of Murray County. He needs a oh, bus. Oh, we're going to play. Not, not doing that anymore, Mr. York. We're gonna, I can assure you that. <laughs> we, we, we're going to play some of our fan mail. We, this is an oldie but goodie. We, we just roll this once in a while to get some laughs. Yeah, this one's uh, nearly one year old now. There we go. Yeah, I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. I really think you either need to balance your show or get off the mayor. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. 
seriously and either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. <laughs> I, yeah, Mr. Short, this fellow fellows, I mean, he seems to, he's an equal, uh, an equal opportunity disguster. He, he discusses yeah. all, you know. Yeah, he says just, just bad, totally, 100%. All right. Well, that, yeah. we just, we had to dig that up. But the, uh, yeah. I want to get back to Chris Yow's column this week in, no, well, his story in Main Street Murray it came out today, Wednesday edition, January 10th. 2024, Chris Yao writes a story about the Murray County Animal Shelter and a meeting of the Murray County Health and Environmental Committee, uh, which was held on January 2nd, where the animal shelter was discussed. Uh, Heather Amagrande said she worked at the shelter for 17 days, but in her time of employment, she was concerned about the treatment of animals and the cleanliness of the shelter. I worked there for 17 days. In 17 days, I saw the most disgusting, horrific conditions I have ever seen in an animal shelter or rescue, she told the committee. I want to be a witness for the neglect, abuse, and mistreatment of animals in the shelter. I sent pictures of the kennels of how they are filled with feces and urine for up to 20 hours a day. Uh, and Miss Avagrande, Amagrande is going to be on with us, three dudes, next Monday, along with Seth Campbell, who's always been active in uh, animal rescue work. So they're going to join us next Monday to talk more about this. But back to Chris Yao's story in today's Main Street Murray. Shelter Director Caitlin Stewart was elevated to her position in December 2022 after serving as a part-time employee and then office director and then office director. She has been employed at the shelter since 2015. County Mayor Sheila Butt. Now this, uh, and this is important in this context, The uh, it's a Murray County animal shelter. Of course, it's funded by Murray County and by various grants, and I think the city may contribute some as well. But it, it is, it's primarily, it's, a, it's an operation, an agency of the, of the county of Murray County, and as the county uh, mayor, the county mayor is responsible for running the shelter. County Mayor Sheila Butt says she is standing behind Stewart at this time because she has been in the job for a short period of time and feels like she and the staff are working to improve conditions. We are doing leadership training. We are doing customer service training. Training. We are going to work with the volunteers, she said during the meeting. I think we have to give it some time to work through these issues. Then if it doesn't work, we have something to deal with. As long as I can stand behind my department heads, I will do that, and I will try to support them to do that job. That's when I'll make a decision whether they're doing that job or not. I, you know, I think that's a reasonable position, uh, Ms. York. Well, the thing is, leadership training is not going to help that employee with technical skills of taking care of the, the pets in that shelter. They need somebody that's knowledgeable of what's required on on the bottom line to take care and keep the kindles in a in a condition that's that's satisfactory leadership training is not going to help that yeah i mean but there's there's more i mean leadership training might help you to you know if you're trying to coordinate volunteers and employees to uh to get the job done leadership training could certainly help yeah yeah that's good but 
What about getting the job done? The bottom line, the workers, what are they supposed to do? Well, what, what are the requirements? What's your policy for each Kindle, for each uh, pet that's there? You yeah. know, you got to get down to the bottom line on stuff, not just leadership I, training. I, I gather they have employees. I don't know how many. They also heavily rely on volunteers. Uh, and even have uh, some trustees from the Murray County Jail out there, you know, walking the animals, taking care of the animals. I mean, so, I mean I, I, leadership training is a is a facet of what's required. Mm-hmm. Um, Commissioner Jerry Strand said he would like to see some movement toward a resolution in the matter quickly, and hope that his fellow commissioners agreed. I'm really getting t- kind of sick of this mess. I spoke with a volunteer when I was out there one day. The volunteer kept looking over her shoulder. When I spoke to her, saying she was going to get in trouble for talking to you. Something is badly broken if that's the situation, he said. I'm a commissioner. I have a responsibility to fix it, and I would ask this commission to help me fix it and fix it pretty quick, whatever that might be. The commission is only the funding body for the shelter, however, and has no jurisdiction over the department or department head, Commissioner Eric Prevetti reminded his peers. Strahan added he believes there is a personal issue personnel issue needs to be addressed, which would fall under the commission's purview once that decision has been made. Currently, part-time employees and volunteers make up the vast majority of the shelter's personnel, along with Murray County jail inmates. Uh, Trustees, they've they've got some temporary issue of not getting inmates right now, and they're expected to return very soon. They were there up until the end of 2023. Volunteers, however, have felt mistreated at times as well. Volunteer coordinator Kim Rafoof told commissioners that she would prefer the relationship between staff and volunteers be mended if possible. The volunteers are willing to work with the shelter. We want it to be a good place. We don't want to come there to cause trouble, she said. We're there to make it better for the animals. Sometimes we've been met with a lot of opposition. I've never been able to figure out why. It's always miscommunication gaps and things that can be easily solved. This isn't a dictatorship, and not the second people ask, and not the second people ask you a question about something, you're going to be asked to leave and not be a volunteer. We don't live in that type of society. Uh, that falls under the category of leadership training. Yeah. Ama Grande said while she worked in the facility, she felt staff believed that they were account they were above accountability. These people have been there for years. They don't have this. They have this mentality they're untouchable and that this is how things have always worked. As far as I'm concerned, the things I've seen in the shelter are horrific. This is a disgrace to the community. We should be horrified at what is going on here at the animal shelter. Additionally, she raised concern that stray animals and those available for rescue are treated drastically different. The strays barely have any water. Any water. They never see the light of day. They don't get out of their kennels. Stewart confirmed that stray animals, prior to any surgery they may require, are not walked or let out of the kennels. Since we've had a distemper out- outbreak back in August, we've stopped moving them as much around. We've seen a de- decrease in the number of respiratory infections in the shelter, she told the commissioners. Most of the time, that is no more than two weeks. But I, like I said, we have some long timers at that uh, are waiting for rescue to pull them. Uh, one of the animals has been waiting rescue since October 31st, 2023. But maintain the shelter is improving under Stewart's leadership, and staff is being trained to improve until she feels is otherwise necessary. She will remain committed to Stewart and her staff. 
Work has been going on in the background for three months on this. It's not like we're just sitting here and saying it's happening and we're just going to let it happen. It does not work that way, she said. But I'm not going to throw people under the bus when they're trying to do their job, trying to do it better. There's a time we say we've done everything we can. However, there's a time where we say we've done everything we can do. Clayton, what what say you? We talked about it yesterday. I mean, it's uh, it's a passionate subject when you talk about animals, cats and dogs. And I think it probably raises more passion than uh, anything that gets talked about on talk it, It's right up there with schools, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like it's a mess. Um, uh, and again, it, uh, the county mayor, uh, uh, Sheila Budd, that that's something that she's going to have to to look at, and I'm and I'm confident that she is. And um, you know, this yeah, isn't, I, this isn't going to last long. Uh, people aren't going to allow this to to, to linger around. No, I, I mean I have confidence in Mayor Bud. Yeah. Uh, but sure, but we're we're about to well, we're about to know, play she, the music here. I think it's the mayor's responsibility, and she needs to make necessary changes. And you know how that is in a small town. You got friendship that looms over what needs to be done sometimes, but she needs to bite the bullet and do what's necessary to straighten that mess out. Yeah. Well, although I do admire her, you know, stance to say stay behind her employees and and, and give them every chance they. Uh, reasonably possible to improve before uh you know doing terminating or something like that yeah, yeah but that that comes a time dealt when you're supervising people you can love them to death but if they're not doing the job you've got to make some changes true enough i but i, I admire her you know within reason giving them an opportunity to improve all right. ACA, 20 million people signed up for it, Delk. I thought y'all were supposed to replace and repeal it. Oh, well, that didn't happen. Uh, thanks to <laughs> some mugwump. North, yep. North Carolina got $1.8 billion thanks for to, signing yep. up. Thanks, That's a Republican state. Thanks to Lamar Alexander. and yeah. Anyway, the, uh, the this Miss Amagrande and Seth Campbell will be with us on Monday to talk more about the uh, animal shelter. Tomorrow, we've got Terry Hanna, uh, president of Murray County NAACP. He and some friends who, uh, who are coming with him are going to talk about Martin Luther King Day and what we're doing here locally to celebrate and remember on Martin Luther King Day. And so that ought to be a great show. See you tomorrow, folks.